I'm ready for them to go back to school. <laughs> I just look in, I just looked around my room. And it's like, really? We cleaned it at the beginning of the spring break, but Coleman, everybody always congregates into my room. And uh, so it just ends up being the collection of little pieces of popcorn and snack stuff. And my, I, I, I'm amazed that my big, huge water cup is always so empty so quick. So... Ah, uh, communal. <laughs> but, oh, but you know what? They had fun. They got mm-hmm. to do a lot of things. Got biking, got new bikes. Everybody got the bikes up and going, so that's good. We got the fence, the privacy, and oh, man, I enjoyed that this morning. So apparently the wonderful little joy of feet was running up and down the fence line and was being yelled at because he needed to change his diaper so I'm like oh, at least I don't have to see that you know but uh, yeah good times <laughs> what was what was your favorite parts of the week going to Dallas yeah yeah I miss doing things like that mm-hmm. it's you know, I I I just I have I have things and reasons why I enjoy being a part of everything with you guys, and that was one of the biggest differences in my life was that it wasn't I didn't have to worry about going out and having fun with people and just existing. It mm-hmm. was no looking at things and you know not and telling myself like oh man can't get any of this stuff ever can't you know plan to have it at some point can't mm-hmm. do any like there was all the just the being able to go out and eat at good places and enjoy the food and you know just not have things to worry about it's and, and you know call anybody can call me spoiled or high standard or whatever and i don't care i spent the entirety of my childhood raising my siblings more or less and didn't have the opportunity to get things because I wanted them, because I liked them, to be able to look at other people getting stuff and not be, you know, jealous or frustrated knowing that I'm not going to get anything of equal or any level of a, you know, similar value or things because I wanted it or anything like that. Being able to just go out and have fun without worrying about, oh man, you know, can't can't do this, you know, I want to do this stuff and being told no a million times on every single thing I wanted. And it's just, it. those are the that was the that's just the biggest change moving in with you guys and having a completely different life of hey we're just gonna go out and just you know make a day of wherever we end up and you know have fun with it see something and you like it then sure we're just gonna get it like i don't have to worry about anything else and so it just yeah and we haven't been having that a lot Mm -hmm. lately so it's just it has been even you know even the times that we were going places like we go to Tyler all the time and it was still okay we, you know we can't just go walk around the mall like we just couldn't do that and so it's just all the things that that we haven't been able to do for you know basically oh, it's a little bit over a year now has been you know like that was <laughs> that was it was nice being able to just do that again to just go out all of us mess, just have a day where we're just doing stuff without worrying about anything and exist as a family where there wasn't a whole lot of arguing or fighting or yelling or anybody getting mad. The girls had their electronics and they were having a good time and everybody was just having fun. So that was, you know, 
that was that was my favorite favorite day because it we didn't worry about anything we were all just having fun we went out spent an entire day just looking at stuff and getting things that we wanted and joking talking laughing like there was there was nothing negative that day so okay i'm personally i think my favorite day was us fishing like just because we had to hunt <laughs> to 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 not get skunked oh my gosh and then i you know I don't realize how important it is for me to say that I've never been skunked fishing in my entire life as I did. That was that day because literally we got up, we went to, um, you know, we started over at the spillway and holy crud, I've never seen the spillway that high. Yeah. And apparently he said last week um, that there wasn't even a waterfall. It was so high and it was just absolutely crazy. And then, some idiot was trying to, they had to call the police out because some idiot was insistent that his truck was going to get by it and that he could drive it rather than taking the 15 minutes, not even 15 minutes, honestly, it's maybe, maybe 10 minutes to go around. The guy was sitting there, they, they caught him trying to break the chain so that he could drive past it. It's like, bro, he, uh, that water is going to take your truck out three feet of water moving at, you know, a good eight, nine miles an hour, honestly, is mm-hmm. going to take your truck and throw it down the river. It's not even a matter that they, they care about your safety. They just don't want to have to clean that crap out of the river mm-hmm. is what that comes to in the spillway. But. Yeah, you know, it was like that first one was just it was just a nightmare. I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're not catching anything here. And I got one bite in the entire time. We were out there for like, what, two hours, two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then we went and we were like, OK, well, let's go grab some worms. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But I think that was that was my my favorite day of of the the vacation so far. Um, I did enjoy going to Dallas. I do enjoy going to Dallas. I don't like going there with a limited budget and we blew the entire week's budget in one day. And I was fine with that. I was like, no problem. We're going to find free things to do the rest of the week. Um, and we did, we found a lot of fun things to do. So we, we definitely can talk about that. And with that, let's go ahead and cause it's going to be a lot of stuff and <laughs> we can talk about that. Welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And we did, we've uh, just wrapping up our spring break. This is our last uh, episode before the girls go back to school here. And we've been talking about where we should end season one. <laughs> So mm, kind of seems like a fitting spot for me. But uh, yeah, we we did a lot. We got your we got stuff worked on your garden. We got the fence up. I'm so grateful that the fence is up. But, you know, the fishing was was an adventure. So um, for those of you who don't know, skunking is when you go out, you go fishing and you never catch a fish. So and you have basically that day. So if you go out for a weekend long fishing excursion um but you're out for three days, you have three chances to get skunked. It's the way that way that it works. Now, some people want to argue that it's for the trip itself. So meaning if you go out on a three day trip, you have three days of, of an option to not get skunked. 
but I feel like that's cheating. I feel like that just then all I'm going to do is just stick my hook out there and go camping and I'm going to utilize that to live out there. And so mine was always midnight to midnight. And so it was always the way that's been. And from the time that I've been a little kid and learned how to tie my first fishing knot, which is still the most tried and true knot that I ever use and show I've shown you guys. Um, I have never gone out for a day and come back with nothing. Now I've had to switch bodies of water. I've had to, um, I've had, I've come close. I uh, went out with uh, my, my grandfather and my uncle and we went out um, salmon fishing in the bay and none of us caught anything. And so as soon as they dropped me off at home, I ran out to Folsom Lake and went to the marina and, or went out to the docks there and caught like, you know, four bluegill and <laughs> felt better because of that. We spent $250 a person to get skunked out there. Um, wow. And well, I didn't pay for it. My grandfather did. He wanted to go and I, I was like not excited about it because it was all rental equipment. And when you go out fishing and use a bunch of other people's equipment, it there's just something not really learning to it. Cause all they do is they put your line in the water. They tell you this pole number four, which is mine. Pole number four is yours. So just watch the tip of pole number four. And they told us if you see your tip move, you know, grab one of the guides. Don't touch your pole. They were going to set your hook. They did. And the people who, the two people who caught anything on that entire run. And I was like, did the math on it. I was like, wow, there's, there's, you know, 20 people out here. That's five grand that these three guys got you know, in one day and they were booked up for months solid. Um, and you know, I, nothing, not a two people on the entire, and, and they, they set the hook, they start the reeling. One of the guys got tired. So they reeled in his fish for him, you know? Oh, he was a hefty boy, like hefty. They had to put him in a specific spot where he wouldn't be, you know, squeezed against the other people on the other side of poles. And, you know, but I, anyways, <laughs> I way digress. So I've um, always been that I, I just, I have this thing in me. It's like, if I can go without being skunked, the very first time that I went fishing that I can remember was with my grandpa, my uncle Don, my dad, and my uncle Curtis. And we all went out and we went fishing and I had this simple little, and I remember, and it was a green push button Boba Fett Zebco fishing rod <laughs> um, that I had Oh man, I should look that thing up just to give the girls the idea of like what it used to be. Um, and we went out to my un uncle Don's boat, which was on the Sacramento river in a Marina. And they're like, Oh, you know, Joey, yo, we're going to go out here and go, f you know, you can put your pole in the water, but the boat's always going to be moving. And I was like, okay. So at the Marina, I put a hook, I, I saw fish. And so I had my littlest hook and I put the smallest worm I had and put it on there, dropped it in the water. Boom caught a bluegill and it was like so exciting to me because I had read magazines and books and all these things on how to do it and I put it in there and I watched the fish run up and I was like I was so flat I didn't set the hook immediately I just remember being like oh, and I got it and then I, I had not unpushed the button so it started running away at the line I clicked it and so it clicked and the line stopped and I'm sitting there reeling it and that my drag was really loose and so it was just going mm this little itty bitty bluegill wasn't even big i mean seriously and i so i sat there i started spinning the little thing and i got it on there and i i got this this up and my and you know what happened they all saw me do that and they took my fishing pole and they took my worms and every single one of those bastards went out and caught fish on my pole not giving me my pole back until it was time to go on the boat that was my first fishing trip 
that was the first time I ever went fishing. And since then, I have gone fishing the majority of the time, uh, actually up until meeting you, I have gone alone when I go fishing. And it's like, and I've never been skunked. I take people out. They generally don't get skunked, but I'm never skunked. You and I, you, I, and Nikki went out and we went to uh, Lake Palestine and we weren't getting anything and bam, I got a catfish. And then bam, we all got, you know, it's like we... It's this thing. So we go out on, you know, what morning was that? Was that Sunday morning? I think it was Sunday morning. That what? That we went fishing. Specifically. Was it Sunday or Monday? No, it was Sunday. Or Saturday? What day did we actually go out? The day's all blurred together. What day what? did we go out fishing? Well, considering today is Monday. Right. <laughs> it was not yesterday. No. And it wasn't Saturday because Saturday was the, so the was dogwood day. Yeah, so it was Friday. Thursday. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was literally the day Thursday. after we went and went mushroom hunting. So yeah, Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday. Okay. So Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday. Okay. So Thursday morning. Wow. Yeah. It's just too, so much stuff. <laughs> and and here's the thing is I don't want to hear anybody complaining about how they don't feel like we did enough stuff because we gave an open invitation to everybody on everything that we did. And if they didn't want to go, they didn't have to. And you know, two people specific, three people specifically stayed, decided they want to stay home for three different things. And then one of them was whining at me yesterday. Well, you haven't done enough stuff. You said we're going to do. Yeah. You chose not to go to three of these things. Shut up, you know, type situation. Um, but we got out to the spillway, nothing. And we were there. And then we knew that the bait shop was open. That's right around the corner. I love that little bait shop. It's like, she's just the nicest lady there. It's like, <laughs> And she doesn't like me calling them red worms. She's like, wigglers? She just loves saying the word wigglers. And so she didn't have any regular bags, so she brought a bunch from home. And we were like, we don't need any bags. How many How many containers of red worms do you have? Well, I have three containers of red wigglers. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll take them. And that was just like, and that was horrible. We went back. We went to the little uh, public fishing pier that they have there and uh, watched as an idiot with his kids showed what an idiot does because there's a boat launch um, there and you're not supposed to park your truck, your vehicle in any way, shape or form. You're supposed to be there long enough to get your boat in the water and get off the pier. You're not allowed to fish off the docks. You're not allowed to swim off the docks. You're not allowed to. It's specifically is weird because there's a little thing that says do not swim under the docks. You know, so you're not allowed to be in the water. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff. You're not allowed to fish off of it or anything. So we're over on the side and, and again, seeing nothing. And this guy's out there. And what does he do? He pulled up with his truck and boat that we assume was not his because he very much did not know what he was doing um, yeah. around and uh, circled around and just parked his truck and him and his kids got out. And, you know, normally that's what people do, especially if you're the only one that's about to launch a boat. So we didn't think anything of it at first. Like, you know, literally thought like, oh, man, that's so cute. Like, dad's going to go out with his two sons kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then he they all had hopped into the back of the truck and grabbed a couple of things out and then hopped up onto the boat, fiddled around with a couple of things and then got back out. And then he grabbed uh, he walked over to one of the the boat launch docks. And started fiddling with something again. And then next thing we know, he's throwing out a cast net. And then we, you know, are just like, wow, you know, because it's so loud when every, and it's, it was mm -hmm. so peaceful and quiet there. There were mallard ducks that were in the water. There was like, it was very still because it was going to be a rainy day with, you know, off and on sprinkling rain. And so it, the, just the world's very still besides the wind. Like it was very quiet out there. And, 
here he comes out just big splash because he's throwing out an entire cast net and he does it like i can't even give you a number of how many times he did it because he just kept going Mm -hmm. and he was doing it off of the uh off of the dock and then his kid got a cast net and his kid was throwing one off of the other dock and then the other kid got a cast net he had two kids with him and they were all three throwing out these cast nets and the kid one of the kids smacked one fish and killed it which is the biggest culprit off these cast nets you know, and and meanwhile, where's his boat? It's just parked. He literally left it there on the boat launch. And so he just, he kept going, kept going, kept going. And they're there for literally like 20 minutes just throwing cast nets and scaring all the fish, killing mm-hmm. them, whatever. And then uh, they finally get to the point where we're starting to get ready to leave. Uh, we're just not having any luck over there because it's just everything was very, very still that day. Even the, the mallard ducks that were over there digging their heads around weren't getting anything. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, there was just nothing there, but the water was extremely high. So, you know, we were kind of expecting it. And so when we're starting to, you know, put all our stuff away, you know, pack back up our, our fishing bags, they finally get to the point where they're starting to, to back the boat into the water. And then they have the boat in the water. And then he's trying to start the boat up and he cannot like at all. There is no luck. No, like it's not, he's not even getting it to the point where he starts it and then it's like idling and it's like cutting off after he tries mm-hmm. to like get it out of idling. It's literally, he wasn't even getting it to idle. He wasn't starting it right at all. And he was just, the boat was just starting to spin off and he was like, start, it was clear he was starting to panic about it. And mm-hmm. His kids are not being any help. And it was we just kind of like. We didn't see any trolling motor yeah. on the boat. It was a, it's a pontoon boat. We didn't see a trolling motor on it. Didn't see any paddles or anything. And Oh, and by the way, his kids are on the boat with him without any life jackets. Yep, and they're li- not like, we're not talking about like teenagers or even no, like 10. Like no. that kid, the older one was maybe eight. seven or eight. Yeah. And then the younger one was clearly like four or five. Like these are young kids. No life jackets, mm-hmm. nothing. Like they're wearing, they're out here in this freezing weather almost. Like it's literally cold outside. And they're all wearing cargo shorts and tank tops and t-shirts. And they got a couple of hats on. Like they are not prepared for the day, for the boat, for the fishing, for mm-hmm. anything. Like, they had no clue what they were doing. And then, yeah, by the time that we left, he still hadn't gotten the boat up and running. So, he yeah. was just <laughs> not not a good... Those are the kinds of people that go out and ruin it for everybody else. Because you're not supposed to do that off of that dock. You're not supposed to do any fishing, swimming, mm-hmm. throwing any cast nets, any of that off of those docks. Because it's just a boat launch. <laughs> so, you're not supposed to do anything else there. And he got lucky that there was nobody else there needing to launch their boats because he didn't even move his truck out of the way he got that boat in the water and then left his truck there in the big huge area that's got all these signs telling you not to park there so Mm -hmm. i don't know if he was expecting to get the motor up and going and then was going to go move his truck knowing that he doesn't have a trolling motor and he really shouldn't be getting the motor up and going that close to the it just yeah it was (laughs) and this is coming from people that have only had a boat for a year literally it was a year like three days ago or something like that it just popped up on our um on my memories on on snapchat because i remember i posted about i was like this is so frustrating we got something to relax and we can't even use it today because it was all the you know craziness of trying to get the boat to work after we got it (laughs) and so it was very frustrating but yeah no so people that have only had a boat for a year 
and even we looked at all that and was like dude mm-hmm. it's not that hard you the, we even when we had the boat and we're trying to launch it we still were courteous of other people that were trying to do other things and when we did it our first time launching it there were 9 10 11 other people actively trying to launch their boats and we still managed to stay out of their way with the yep. boat that wasn't working so if you <laughs> with nobody else there thought you were so entitled to just not even care what you like you literally were going to get that big engine going big motor going and you thought that it was just gonna sit there <laughs> you were gonna get off the boat leave your two kids on there drive the truck back and come like i don't know what he expected so i hope that you know his boat never got started in all honesty because though i was scared for those kids <laughs> and all mm-hmm. it just complete to be completely honest so yeah there was that and that wasn't even everything that's happening when in the time that we were over there we had a- another guy show up that was giving off very weird vibes and we mm-hmm. were very not comfortable and that's why we started to leave because we were we were there when we first got there we were the only ones on that fishing pier and yeah um and we had i, I had my dog uh Roxy with me um so she was she was over there with us and then uh this guy he you know we see his car pull up he you know grabs all the stuff out and then he comes right over the fish- fishing pier and like he's like on a mission like he knows what he's doing i don't know why again today it was not that was not a good day for fishing but you know he was on a mission grabbed his stuff walked on over and the we were spread out on this fishing pier because we don't want to be fishing right next to each other we don't want to tangle our lines and he decided that he wasn't going to, like, you know, wait for one of us to move or, like, try to go. Like, it's a long fishing pier. There were several areas that he could have been casting from. But he decided to get mm-hmm. right between you and me. Which is six feet. Yeah. We, we it wasn't. It's not like the, the, the whole the whole the whole pier the at the end at the end of it. And I, I did it just because it's normal to me is 12 by 10. OK. And you and I were were literally I could reach out and, you know, tap you. You know, that's literally I, I, I could. Yeah, so he he got in between us and uh, just was not making eye contact with anybody. He had his hood up, mask on, like he was just very, you know, kept to himself, did not want to speak to anybody. You tried to start a conversation a couple times and he wanted nothing to do with it. He cast his line out, then sat there for a second and like looked at his pole, set it down. And then, like, ran back to his car to grab something else and then came back and still went right back to the same spot. Still no words, no conversation, nothing. Like, mo- mm-hmm. And I get that some people are just, like, not – they're not – you know, not everybody's up for having a conversation. You, you know, could have been upset. Like, oh, man, nobody's ever here. This is one of those days I didn't think anybody was going to be fishing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But even then, there are several times where, like, you know, we go places and we don't want to talk to people. We still have a, you know, light conversation nothing he wanted to say nothing to anybody so we mm-hmm. were like okay this is a little <laughs> this is just bad vibes and there was another old man that came up and he he set up his little chair and everything next to the fishing pier on the ground still and he ended up catching catching a fish yeah he, said he, it, caught, he, a crappie. Got a, he caught a small crappie and but the water that was when i really realized that the water there was so cold that crappie put up no fight it was yeah. very small it did it, i watched his bobber I, I watched it when he he was setting up the other pole when it grabbed, and I watched his bobber just slightly move off to the right. Like, there, for any Star Wars geeks, the, the Millennium Falcon moved further off to the right than this bobber did. <laughs> so, 
Um, you know, it just it wasn't it wasn't very lively. And I realized that. And I had asked Lily because Lily had talked about wanting to go swimming in the water. And I said, so you're going to go swimming? She goes, no, this water's too cold. And I said, yeah, it is. Let's go ahead and head on out. And again, so the same same fishing spot. And I'm, I'm ready to go at this point. And so we leave there and I sit and I go, you know what? I got to take being skunked. I have to. And so I said, we're going to go to Jacksonville. And then that's just going to be where it is. We went to Jacksonville, had a great breakfast. Um, our waitress was definitely bipolar in the middle of that because she first came up to us. We parked right in the front so we could see Roxy and had the windows rolled down, gave her a piece of sausage where she could see us and everything else. And so you know, so she was in good shape because I don't want her chewing up my uh, the leather in my truck because, you know, new puppy. Um, and so we had breakfast. The breakfast was good. I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. I love oh, the I fact that it. the waffles were actually Texas shaped waffles. It was that was awesome. So uh, that tells me that's something I have to take Amy to when she gets back in town. Um, but, uh, you know, we had waffles there and then I was like, you know what? Okay, let's, let's go out to Jacksonville. And I was already feeling like Jacksonville wasn't going to be a good idea because you had pointed something out and it soaked in my head that we in Palestine had been on the edge of all of these rainstorms they were barely touching us if they were touching us at all, Mm -hmm. but everything East and Northeast of us got deluged with with rain and i'm like oh so this might be a problem (laughs) so got out to jacksonville and this time i didn't even bother because the ground was so soft i didn't bother going down and parking down at the shoreline i went up to the levee and pulled off to the side of the levee saw another guy over there i was like okay well there's no signs posted no parking on the levee or anything like that and our biggest slabs last year came from jacksonville Mm -hmm. you know we were just nailing them right and left and we nailed crappie bluegill sunfish you know and and a catfish so you know we were definitely hitting things really well so i was pretty happy about that um but my pole i watched your pole go in i watched your bobber i watched my bobber it was so cold in that water that our worms stopped moving Mm -hmm. and it was like Oh no, <laughs> this, this is, this is going to be it. I'm, 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 oh man. Okay. All right. So we were there for almost an hour just not quite an hour. At that point we were, we were both, uh, getting the sprinkles of rain that were coming onto us. And I think we both just gotten to that point where we're like, okay, this is just, it isn't or is going to happen. So I was like, well, let's go check, uh, let's go, go check lower lake. Cause that was where we were last time that we caught, um, you know, a bunch of little things off of the pier and I'm going to do something um, that I haven't done yet. And that we, what do we, what do we have as a skunk buster? Every time we go fishing, Vienna sausages. Yep. And what do we do with them? Pour the juice and little crumbles of them Mm -hmm. into the water and then wait and watch. Right. And it's like, and then we, and then eventually what happens is basically you're chumming the waters with Vienna sausages. Don't ask me why it works for panfish. But it works. It ha- has worked. You, you've been with me for three and a half years. Ever see it not work? No. No. And, and it's like, and, and uh, so, you know, so we're like, okay. So there's a little spawning bed so I can see it all the way to the bottom of the water. And so I crumble up the Vienna sausages. Now, the great thing about Vienna sausages, and if you don't know this, this is just kind of a culinary thing, is to know that Vienna sausages are as close to neutral buoyancy as a, as a, a non- fat-based meat can get and so when you crumble them up and throw them in the water 
they slowly drift down. If I had to, if I had to give a speed to it, I'd say they probably go a foot down every 10 seconds. And the water right there is about five feet, six feet deep. So it took it a full minute just to drop from the top to the bottom. Enough time that it's moving around, shaking around, that any fish nearby come by and see it. And because it's meat, I'm not giving them fake bait or anything like that. They get excited. They start moving around. Other fish feel it. And you start basically a little, you know, frenzy of fish. Put in three Vienna sausages worth and watched it all drop down in three different spots and not a single fish. And I'm like, oh, no. So now here we are on which body of water is this? So we had the spillway. We had Lake Palestine. We had Jacksonville Lake. And now we're at Lower Lake, right? So four bodies of water that we've fished all of them before. Nothing. Yep. And it's like, and the only thing I could think of was I had taken Amy when, when she came into town this last time. And he, she and I went down to the armory, which is across the street from the girls' school. And there's a little pond there. And I saw a guy catching catfish there. And I was like, you know, that is a non-creek fed body of water. It's just a pond. And I was like, let's go try it. First thing I did is I walked out there, you know, and, and that oh, oh, before that. I was resolved. I was wrong. I'm, I'm skunked. I'm screwed. I have no place else to go after this one, right? There's no, I couldn't think of anything else. The only thing I was like, what about that one behind Lowe's that's private property type situation? What laws can I break without breaking laws? Because, you know, that that's it. We're, 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 we've blown through a bunch of our day and it's like, nope, just gotta, just gotta be done. So, okay. And I, pop my bobber I, I go ahead and lengthen my leader because I know the water is a little deeper out there I can see the where the water depth is changing and I'm like okay and so I I lengthen the leader from my bobber to my hook put on put on you know the same worm that was in the water before and he was like I'm not dead <laughs> and I was like okay it's all good cast it out and I remember I was sitting there talking to I was either I was was I talking to you or no I was talking to Lily because Lily was having a problem with her reel so I was sitting there talking to Lily when all of a sudden I felt my pole pull <laughs> and I looked over and my bobber's gone and I was like oh crap boink set the hook and uh, sure enough pulled out you know beautiful little slab a beautiful little bluegill bright yellow belly dark deep bluegill all kinds of hey what's up you know got you buddy and I was like oh my gosh so finally and then you, what happened with you? You led me to catch a fish. I didn't do anything. I was over there, you know, casting out and nothing happened. And you called me over to um, the, the a smaller area because you saw mm -hmm. a bass over there. And so I went over there and I wasn't, I was barely seeing the bass because I just, I'm still new enough to this that I don't know what to look for half the time. Mm -hmm. I'm just blindly, just, you know making my eyes dart back and forth until I see something move. And then you saw, uh, you were leading me where to cast. It was the center of a little area. And then I was casting out there. And then one of the times that I, you know, cast the, it was just a worm, no barber or anything. Uh, you saw a couple of fish move over there and it was one of the, the bluegill and it, it got, I got a bite, set the hook and 
got a got a little blue go. Mm-hmm. And so. then while I was helping Lily get her line together on her pole, my pole, the bobber went again, and I had Lily go run over there and reel it in. She was wondering, does that catch for me? Count for me? Yes, it counts for you. You <laughs> hooked it. You reeled it in. <laughs> it's yours. So. You know, it's uh, that that's what made that my favorite day. I mean, just because we we got there and it was like, ah, and then then you were in that place. You're like, oh, I don't want to leave. And I get it because like I'm sitting there thinking about that bass right now. Like, man, if if the water's warmer, but it hasn't been warmer. Oh, no, it's been freezing. Definitely don't want to. So so I don't want to go through that (laughs) rigmarole again. Um, And, uh, you know, we we sat there and it's like, okay, so we came back. Having not been skunked. So for everybody else, I was like, yeah, we weren't skunked. Inside my head, I was like, I'm going to get skunked. I'm going to get skunked. I'm going to get skunked. No, no, no. And then, and I know someday, don't get me wrong. I know someday I will probably get skunked, but it will never be because I didn't try. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's really where that was. And so I was like, I needed to have that. I just, just because it's the only thing that I've had in my life that has that consistency, you know, mm-hmm. that's had that consistency. It's like I was homeless, but the the very second meal I ever ate was because of the smelt run that came into Vallejo. You know, my the first thing I ate was Moons Over Miami. If you've heard that story, you know, that's me dumpster diving in Denny's when they had to buy one, get one um, for Moons Over Miami. So people always would get the second one to go. And... um but made myself sick. So I didn't eat for two days after that. And what I did was I actually broke into my parents' house because I didn't live there anymore. Fine. But my fishing gear and all my was still there. And so I broke into their house and I went and stole my fishing gear out. They never knew. In fact, to this day, unless any, any of them are listening to the podcast, they didn't know because I've never even talked about it. Um, I went and grabbed my fishing tackle and and went out to one of the piers that we had in downtown downtown Vallejo fish over the fish uh, over the wall and was catching smelt. And Hey, that was easy for me because I was enjoying my fish. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I, I love fishing. I it's, it's one of the few constants in my life. I've read huge encyclopedias on fishing. I know so much about catching fish and I always just have my goal is to not get skunked. And the moment I'm not skunked, I'm good. I'm easy. I relax and I go and try new things and catch different fish and try different ways. And I never stop learning. I mean, you always see me watching how to on fishing videos, even for something that I've watched five times, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, and plus we got to just hang out and be together for the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was, that was really, that was my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) but you know we got the fence done and you can tell where anna and and, uh lily basically took over the fence oh yeah i had because i hadn't actually really been outside because it had Mm -hmm. been raining and then it'd been cold so it was like nothing i could do as far as being around my garden and everything over the past week especially because we just we were just doing a lot of stuff um and so i had finally gone out there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and actually looked at the fence and i was like oh god Yep, you can tell he took over. I thought it was just like a, you know, because you do a project and you tell, you could tell when somebody else did it because you've been doing it the whole mm-hmm. time. So I just was like assuming that that's what you meant. But no, I I can tell where you stopped mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's uh, yeah, it's a little it's a little uneven. 
<laughs> little. Yeah. So, yeah, but that got done. Um, you know, today, we because it's their, their last day, we've been having them kind of off and on, picking up, making sure that things are, you know, ready to start the week because... It, yeah, we we let things we let things get a messy mm-hmm. <laughs> because we were just doing stuff every day. We were doing stuff. Yeah. Nobody was you know told to do their chores or do anything like that. We were you know they had the kitchen to do every once in a while. Literally, like I think the entire week they did it like three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, the, they 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 got a nice a nice break. Everybody did. It's it's been very very fun. Um, yeah, no, I I think. And I went on absolutely everything. There was only one thing that I didn't do because you specifically went with Nikki to go to the, the crawfish out back to mm. talk with Kelly and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you got her a bike because she needed it. She was, we just didn't have, because it was only you, Amy, and the girls beforehand, we only had you, Amy, and the girls' bikes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Anna has a bike because she was biking too from work. But me and Nikki hadn't had anything, so we've just been using yours and Amy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You know, we we're we're slowly building up the the bike reservoir. <laughs> Lily's got a new bike. Nikki's got a new bike. So Tabby mm-hmm. and me are now next because you're not gonna get a new bike. <laughs> mm. No, <laughs> so. no, I'm gonna die on that bike. Are you kidding? No, no. For, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, yeah, I I have a very very nice bike. I'm not gonna brag further on it. I won it in a poker game basically, um, but it is my bike, and I'm gonna you know unless it gets stolen, that's my bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I'm yeah, gonna no, get a new we, seat for it though. We got we got. Our bikes um, are, or yeah, Tabby and I are next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll, we're slowly building that up. But uh, for now, I've been riding Amy's and Tabby's been riding Lily's old bike because she's not too tall for it yet. So we're, we went the bike riding and when we went, we you know stopped at the snow cone place. We brought Jack with us and all that fun stuff. And, you know, we, we, had, we had fun out there doing that. It was, <laughs> it was very funny. I'll definitely make sure that we get to a point where we, you know, like, collage all of our pictures together and mm-hmm. upload some of them onto onto some of our social medias because no we have we we took a lot of pictures and lily's got her polaroid camera so she's been taking polaroid photos and you know we uh have some for keepsakes um i took pictures you know there's one photo that of the four of us from that bike ride mm-hmm. um and then there's the funny pictures because we've got really weird monuments and statues in our town mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of them is next to the railroad and it, i'm just i'm just gonna post it <laughs> and so the girls hopped up on it and everything because it's not one of those like ah oh, don't touch it don't do anything with it it's one of those really old ones that everybody climbs on and does does all that stuff so lily got on top of it they were messing around taking funny pictures with it and we got a, a Polaroid photo of them in front of it. And some of them, you know, because it's Polaroid. So some of them develop nicely. Mm-hmm. Some of them develop really weird. And, you know, t- depending on what, you know, lighting and everything and who's in the photos, it, it adjusts as it, you know, after it takes the photo. So any of the photos that I'm with other people in, <laughs> I am extremely dark. So that's funny. <laughs> All the photos that I'm in, I'm almost just completely a shadow woo polaroid <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh so yeah no it's i'll definitely go through all of our stuff and make sure that we get uh get some photos up but no we we had we had a lot of fun and then the last the last couple of days we we definitely did some some minecrafting <laughs> we had fun with that we're probably gonna still hop on at some point before the end of today because we've been having so much fun with it um yeah everybody's everybody's home so well, it'll probably happen, <laughs> but uh, either way, we we had fun because we have a world in Minecraft that we've been um, building up for months mm-hmm. now, 
um, when we first moved into this house and everybody started getting all of their electronics and everything, um, we had started a world when um, other Anna and Curtis were living with us. And that one was, we, we had the intent of beating Minecraft, but in a very slow, we wanted to have the best stuff and the best you know, everything, and we were cheating on it still with the going into creative and grabbing stuff kind of and everything, just because you had never really played like that before. Mm. You just hopped on to every once in a while to mess around with the girls or me. Yeah, I built things in creative mode, and that was it. I had never done survival. Yeah, you didn't even anything. know that there was I, yeah. an end <laughs> to the game. Like, there was a right? somewhat of I a storyline of things you had to do. And, okay. So, yeah, no, we, we we had the intent, but, you know, still giving you the, the ability to get the hang of it. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll beat it here. And then we, you know, all kind of fell off of it and then they moved out. And so we just we just didn't do it anymore. But then uh, you really, you know, it was one of the days that we were all just kind of like, you know, what are we going to do? Oh, we should play Minecraft. And like we were playing and you were watching us play and hearing us how hilariously loud and funny it was to listen to us play. And uh, you were like, you know what? You know, you made a world and you were playing and the girls hopped in and out every once in a while just to kind of, you know, exist because you were playing kind of thing. And you just kept building up this world. and But you really were building up this world on your own. And then it got to a point where all of us were like, you know, we should all try to beat Minecraft because none of us have done it before. Mm-hmm. We had all watched people do it. We had been a part of other, you know, little bits and here and there and like, you know, always started worlds but never finished them because we always would start them. And then with the intent or playing with one person or we'd play by ourselves and we mm-hmm. didn't want other people to come in and ruin the world. So we always stopped. And so we have a million worlds amongst all of our <laughs> different devices, but you had yeah. this world that you were playing on that you were fine with everybody else joining into, and you said there were no cheats. There was nothing that you could do yep. to change anything and do anything like that. And so we were like, you know what? And you were like, if you're coming into this world, like, that's it. You are. We are playing this to finish it. And we were like, you know what? Yeah, we've never done that. And so we all joined, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> we have been... You know, we get onto our little Minecraft craze and we go hard at it for a few days and then we, you know, fall off of it. And then we come back to it with new eyes and, you know, fresh start and ready to get back into the grind of things. Because you just get to a point where you're just tired of grinding. And so we'll fall off of it again and then be done with it for a month or two and then we'll come back. So it's what we've been doing. So, yeah, the last couple of days we've been back into it, relearning what we like, what the last things we did, because the last time we did play before this weekend, Mm -hmm. we got a lot of stuff done. We finally got into the because we made this world um, in and the, the cool thing about this, the way that Minecraft has been you know, updating their stuff is that if you make it at a certain time within they they make it so that they their next couple of updates will filter into your world. So even though we made it a while ago. We still have the warden, and we still have all the other extra stuff that's been added since then. Um, so we've been... Uh, w- the last time we played, we got all the netherite stuff, and we were messing around with all the netherite things and learning how to do that, and it's not easy. And once we got you know, to the understanding of what netherite was, how to make all of that armor, weapons, and everything, it was like, okay. We started getting really hardcore into enchantments and potions, and then we stopped. <laughs> so when we got in this time, we forgot that we had gotten that much done. We have potions. We have, you know, got start. We literally just broke the surface of all that stuff. And you had some really good weapons and um, armor. And Nikki had some really good weapons and armor. And I had the beginnings of getting other people a lot more stuff. And we had, you know, le- netherite waiting to make more netherite uh, weapons and armor and all that. 
we have about four separate settlements, which I'm going to let y'all know in a little secret. Exploring the unlimited worlds is, you know, tiring. Your map only expands so far and it's extremely hard. You know, you have to follow things by coordinates and be running, swimming, boating, wherever for, you know, several Minecraft days Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to get from point A to point B. We have figured it out. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people that have already done this. But I'm just saying for people that are just casual players, if you're starting to try to do that, in one area, you build a uh, you, you build a nether portal and you go into the nether and then you go you travel to the other area um, in the, the regular world and build a nether portal there. You take down the, the coordinates of the nether portals in the nether and then you build a tunnel, a completely enclosed tunnel so you can't die <laughs> in the nether and nothing will spawn in there if you put enough torches in that tunnel. And when you're you know digging around in the nether for netherite for so long, you end up with a lot of nether blocks that are absolutely useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, you yeah. start building tunnels with that and then bam, you've got you know rides from point A to point B for a 30 second run instead of traveling for four or five Minecraft days in the <laughs> above world to get from point A to point B because the nether, for anybody that doesn't know, is, uh, is literally a set. It's mm-hmm. a set area. So when you build, even if you're, you know, way in the negatives on your spawn point areas um, in the regular world, you'll still be able to build a nether portal there and have it go, you know, for within the nether world. It's it's all smaller. It's extremely smaller and it's a set size. No matter how far you travel in the above ground world, you build a nether portal anywhere and it will be a lot closer in the nether to the other nether portal than mm-hmm. it will be to run around out in the above world. <laughs> so that's what we've been doing. And we've got about four or we just added it. It was the, just added the fourth one or fifth one. Was that the area that we've, we found? We, the- we tried, but they, uh, we were going to add the fifth one or we were going to add the fourth one because the, we, we had done one and it was like, Oh, that one's not going to work. Um, but there's because the nether ends, um, we can't because the one that we have listed as the end uh-huh. really is the end. So, um, we went and built one over, I built it in the pit, um, over where we were playing with, uh, Warren warden. Um, and Nikki went out, went into it and just ended up being that the portal sitting in front of her was the one that goes back to the village one that we built. Oh, so, so, but the cool thing about that city is, and if nobody's tried this, I haven't seen anybody actually do this. Everybody builds villages for their villagers, but I had this just kind of idea on what to build for my villagers. Because if you build a village and there's villagers, they will get it on to occupy your homes in the villages. But I built an apartment complex, one building that had, I think, 60. Yes, it had 60 total, Um, 60 because it was 12, 12 per five floors. So um, had 60 apartments in it. Basically, it's full. It's full. So. So, yeah, we've got. We have done a lot in that world, and we we got pretty far into it without... Because we got sidetracked, 100%. We did not need to build an apartment and build up this village in order to beat the game. But we, we just we got to the point where we were just bored of grinding, and it was just getting tiring trying to do all the things. So yeah, no, we, we have... Uh, we, we are finally getting to the point where we're messing around with the warden, because it's 
fun. <laughs> they, the developers really said, hey, Minecraft's getting a little too easy for all these people that are good at games. Let's throw something in there that's a lot harder to beat. And that's exactly what they did. And the Warden is not fun. Um, for us that have, you know, the five of us playing and being able to get in and mess around and have people lose because the girls are bait that's what that's what (laughs) that's what it became Mm -hmm. the girls they they don't they're not doing all the mining and everything so they're not building up experience levels like everybody else is so we're you know get them down there to lure the warden over and trying to shoot him from afar and we read up on the warden and all that it's still (laughs) extremely hard oh yeah it is impossible to fight him without dying. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. we've determined. At least for us, for all of the things we have, because the biggest issue is that he is, his attack, it, it, no, none of your buffs or anything can stop it or lessen it besides, um, oh gosh, I'm, now I'm forgetting it, um, resistance. Mm-hmm. So that's the only that's the only buff that you can have Which on your armor. Which slows down the can, number of times he slaps you in the face with a sonic wave before you die. Yeah, it, it just it, it lessens the amount of damage you take so you can, you know, it, it means that he can hit you more times, but you're still going to die. Like, it's you can't get away from him. That's the biggest issue. Once he's locked on to you, if you've made him angry enough, because that's the thing is that every mob has an anger meter, quote unquote. If you're fighting a skeleton and or you're fighting multiple things and a skeleton sh- goes to shoot at you but hits another mob, that mob will turn its anger towards something else because it's being hit with an arrow mm-hmm. it gives it more anger towards the other mob which is why you'll see mobs fighting each other a lot of the times because their anger is very their anger meter is very little and so once they get angry they go after the thing that's made them angry but the warden <laughs> the warden gets has a very uh a very large anger bar that uh you can't gauge at all but you know sitting there counting it in your head basically every time you hit him with an arrow you know it gives it adds uh i think it was five anger to his bar Mm -hmm. but every time that you hit him with an arrow two times in a row it automatically adds 35 anger to his Mm -hmm. bar and when you're hitting him you know directly touching hitting him it supposedly is supposed to add 35 anger to the bar no matter what direct touches add 35 every time so if you're hitting him with a sword or with your hand or with any weapon in your hand you're going to make him automatically angry at you every time you hit him is going up, which is why if you're hand-to-hand combat with him is impossible. You can't. You have to be far away. But the problem is, is that if you are, and we're trying to figure it out, but it's, that's what the the wiki has told us has not been proven to be true because the wiki says if you're over 30 blocks higher than him, he can't, uh, he can't hit you with the sonic boom thing. But that's not what's happened. If you mm-hmm. make him angry with the arrows, he's still locked onto you, and he still hits you with the sonic mm-hmm. boom. So it's been fun. Um, they've, you know, <laughs> you guys killed him a few times after mm-hmm. I, you know, Nikki had gone to bed, and then I went to bed. And so you guys, you guys killed him a couple of times after that. But still, it's just, it's not worth it if you're going to die because when you kill him, you only get five experience points which is like oh my gosh that's amazing but for dying a bunch of times Mm. (laughs) losing the experience points you already have it's not Mm -hmm. worth it no i went in there with 35 i left there with two yeah so So, yeah it's it is yeah you're supposed to play hide and seek with him and he can't regenerate his health like you know certain mobs can Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're you know fighting him and you know playing hide and seek and every time he like digs into the ground he's regaining health but it's still extremely hard because even if you're playing it the right way it would still probably take you 15 20 minutes to kill him without you getting killed because the problem is is that you can hit him he's got 
I, I don't remember now again. I think it's 500 health points or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, and every arrow of does about three hearts worth of damage with six health points. Mm-hmm. And it takes, and for him to get angry by five health points, you have to wait five seconds for that anger to go, or for every anger, he gets five anger for every arrow, mm-hmm. and anger goes down one anger a second. So you have to hit him, hide, not let him smell you, not let him hear you, not let him do anything else to find you mm-hmm. and be angry and try to get you. Because if once he locks on to you, it is almost impossible to get him to not know where you are. Because if you're making him angry, he locks on to you. Yep. So it, it's just, and I then, would love and, to watch some videos oh, on it. Yeah, no, well, I'm glad I haven't, though. But I could, same with the, the Ender Dragon. But the thing was that, that, you know, you have to remember is arrows aren't instant. So I would take a shot with an arrow as he killed both girls. So then the girls would be dead before I fired my next shot. I would stop because I'm like, okay, but my previous arrow hits him. Lily and Tabby are both dead. And so he's like, oh, hi, buddy. Yeah, because he builds anger towards specific players separately. Mm -hmm. And the anger will, like I said, will go down one anger a second unless you die then it's gone and it completely resets it so when the girls are being bait and smacking him to make him angry and then he kills them and then somebody else gives him anger then he's automatically geared towards that other person Mm -hmm. so it is literally yeah and i i realize that it still doesn't even matter because if you're hitting him with arrows and five anchors going up once the girls are dead you were already hitting him so his anger is now at it's that was at you is now the highest so he's gonna go after you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's literally yeah, it's yeah, and it takes it takes like three seconds for my arrows to get to him, and so you know I shoot, bam, they're both dead, and it's like bink, and he, he does he turns slowly and then screams at you, and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> so you know, and so it's like at that point you have to make the decision. Well, he's coming. And the only good thing is we we used a water uh, waterfall to have our transportation down there. He does get slowed down in water, and so we did that. And uh, he came right for me, and he got slowed down in the water. And I was like, "I'm dead, so I'm gonna get rid of as many of these arrows as I possibly could." And just thump 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 thump, and just ran over and hid, put everything in my box, and just waited while Lily and Tabby's in there. All right, now. We're hitting him, and I'm watching him hit him. I can watch him. They're, like, yeah, they're hitting him, and he's turning red, but he has zero interest in them. They are out of swords at this point and everything, and I just hear the whoom, and it's like, but Lily did prove you actually can dodge that sonic blast, that seismic blast. So Lily did it, like, twice, and then she was too busy telling us and bragging that she had dodged it twice and got nailed with the next ones that killed her. But but she did. She got it. Whether it was lag or whatever, she was able to actually dodge it. So it worked out. But we, we had a blast. I mean, overall, spring break, we really did do a lot of things. We're not, we haven't even talked about the mushroom hunting and the hiking and going along the, the lake there and the foods and the meals and movies and just all the stuff that we did. We, we did a lot. So, you know, even the Asian market being was just, was great. And yeah, I did. I, that was the first time we gone to H Mart and that was just amazing. I had a blast. So, but we'll, we'll probably talk about that more later. Not, not a big deal. And, and with that, thank you so much for joining us on the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where I've been Joey and I'm Kiki. And we just want to tell you that which does not kill you. We probably wore it out this last week. Peace out with your peace out. Bye. Bye.